What's going on guys, it's Pierre, also known as Visuals by Pierre. I'm a photographer and creator, born and raised in New York City, and I'm here on the Unside Podcast. Pierre, man, appreciate you making the time. Uh, we've been we've been trying to do this for a while. Um, schedule's been nuts. Uh, lives have been nuts. The world has been the nuts. Lives have been nuts for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, but here we are, man. And uh, again, th- thank you for the time. Um, as always, as I've been doing over the last couple of months, I-, I like to start the interviews even before we jump into you know our background and what we're here for with the music right. stuff. I, I want to make sure that we're highlighting the Black Lives Matter movement and talking about those things that are important to us and important mm, to the 100%. culture. So, yeah, man, just, just kind of want to start right there at the top. You know, like, what are your thoughts around everything that's been going on with, with the Black Lives Matter movement? I know you've been out doing a bunch of stuff in the city, going to protest, not only documenting them, but actually, you know, partaking in them as well. So, right. you know, wh- what, are, what are your overall thoughts? Do you think the changes that we've seen so far will have, you know, like a long-term impact, you know, things like that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, what's been going on right now has been, unprecedented you know in my own lifetime and i feel like even in the lifetimes of people who are who are older than us i feel like the 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 black lives matter movement is something that's very um important and very impactful and we we probably won't see the the impact until like generations to come you know because it's that much far ahead and that much for the future um I think it's like really important and just being be able to be out there at the protest and documenting and seeing it makes me actually really believe that there's something that's um, really happening and really going to really change. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think um, I can't remember what the, the exact numbers were. So, so don't quote me, but mm-hmm. um, you know, they were saying all the protests combined, you know, there's just so many more millions of people than I think we're at the million, the million man March. I wouldn't doubt that that at all. Yeah. And it was just like, this is unprecedented. It's just so much bigger than that moment. And that was like the biggest moment in, you know, civil rights history. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Now, 50 years later. So it's kind of, uh, it's bittersweet that we're still dealing with that. At the same Mm -hmm. time, it shows that like, there is, you know, there are a lot of people that do care about. It's more awareness and a little bit more solidarity, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So who do you who do you think you know are some of the the brands or the people that have like done a great job to like really show up and like show out? Um, I really wouldn't go up by the brands per se, but I just feel like individuals, like people who are like really out there on like the front lines and who are organizing and helping bring awareness, um, have been the people who I feel like has done the greatest for the cause and whatnot. Um, those who are even behind the scenes who are maybe working at some of these brands who are like, you know, pushing the envelope, you know, at these companies and stuff like that. I feel like they're the ones who are, you know, really leading the charge and making the, the biggest impact. So I couldn't, I couldn't really say like a particular entity or brand per se, but more so just like the everyday individual who decides like on a Saturday, like, like, this is what I'm going to do today. I'm going to go get up and go to this protest or I'm going to go and I'm going to educate somebody or I'm going to go and see how we can support, you know, all these different movements and help get the message out there. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I think there's there's I think there's been brands that are, that are coming out and that are 
trying to do the right thing and right. still like early days. But like you said, mm -hmm. all the people that actually work there that you don't yeah. know about, there's a lot mm -hmm. of those people that are partaking in it. So hopefully exactly. those things eventually get in further embedded into those brands so that like the brands right. have to speak up and those conversations that are happening internally mm -hmm. yeah. really spill over into like, no, th those brands are forced to talk about it. Exactly. Um, and we won't really God. know really, like I said, like with the impact, we won't really know like in the immediate, like, two months, three months, four, it's going to be like at least another four or five years from now when we see right. like who's really about that and who's just giving us lip yeah. service. Yeah, yeah, because one thing to say it when it's like a, a When it's prominent, moment, exactly. Right, when it's popping and it's mm -hmm. another thing to actually carry it out. Exactly. Um, that's kind of, you know, just to touch on this this final point too, like mm -hmm. I think that's what the uh, the NBA has has done a great mm -hmm. job of. You know, the, the Bucks. um uh decided not to play i don't want to say boycott because i don't think that's mm -hmm. that's the right word to use for it but yeah they, they keep saying to... boycott but i don't think the term is actually boycott i think it's like uh what's it like sh like a strike or like because they're There's not the, what they call it yeah they called like, it like a because uh, they're you know not giving their services strike, quick strike or something like that yeah, yeah. something like that I, yeah I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the on that term but that's yes. term yeah um but other people have been saying boycott too, and it's just mm -hmm. not right because they're just, you know, I, I saw Clinton Yates who writes for mm -hmm. ESPN. He, he mm -hmm. was just talking about, it's almost like bereavement. Yeah. To be honest. You know what I mean? Like they just needed a couple of days to like deal with this, especially then because it was happening in their state. Yeah. Specifically, and it was like mm -hmm. so close to home. Um, you know, I think what they've done and like they're continuing the conversation. It was like, you know, at the beginning of the the restart, it was you know a big thing that we're talking about. Right. Black Lives Matter. The NBA mm -hmm. needs to do all this. The league's going to do X, Y, and Z. But exactly. It's going to happen again. The right. Bucks were like, no. And then you saw the fucking impact across sports. It was like all the other leagues shut down. And yes. Like, oh, okay. We, they were forced to follow suit, which right. again puts the conversation back, back on the, the, the forefront. Mm -hmm. Right. And forcing us to deal with this. So curious your thoughts on on how they they have dealt with yeah. it, the NBA and and yeah. No, yeah, I think like them taking that stance was like, you know, like I said, unprecedented things that are happening all because of, you know, the, this movement and whatnot. So like them even saying that they wouldn't play and then other NBA teams following suit is just like, whoa, like this is not, this is not just like lip service. This is something that's going to really, really impact and change the way um, people move on going forward. You know, I, I think a lot of people knew in 2020, uh, even like before the pandemic, that, you know, things were going to, not never be the same in a sense right and it's really showing that because you know before you know it was nothing for like a single athlete to step up and say like you know this is wrong but for have like a whole team and in a whole and across different leagues as well you know what i'm saying like it's, it's this is something that's just really really huge and i mean i commend the guys that you know that yeah. are playing for the nba right now yeah man for real and then i love in the beginning it was like ah oh, kind of what are they I get them not wanting to play, but mm -hmm. like, what is the game plan going for? It was just kind of a confusing time. You're like, oh, what are you going to do? So it I'm was, glad that they took a couple of days to figure that out. And then they actually yeah. came up with like, Some LeBron kind of spoke with, right. They're like, Hey, they yeah. have those three initiatives that they're really trying to hit on. And right. I thought that was good. Cause it's like, now we can, there's actionable items. on that. Exactly. And not for nothing. Like a lot of times people always expect people to come up with all these answers. The right. minute they do something, I was like, bro, yes. like the man just was killed like a few days ago. They decided not to like, there's, there really isn't that much time to there's organize and get people on the yeah. same page. But you know, these people want to do something action, like, you know, and do it right now. So like, I get it. You know, I don't expect people yeah. to always have the answer right out the gate. I just expect people to like, 
be transparent and letting people know that they're, they're trying to find the answer, you know? Hey, as long as they're trying and they're trying to do the right thing and they're being open, just like you said, they're transparent about it. It's like, Ex- that's exactly. all I can ask So I wasn't, I, I wasn't mad at them at all. I'm just like, listen, yeah. I, it takes I time to figure it's it out and figure lot. it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, pre- yeah. I mean, I love the NBA. Like, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I've been trying to keep up with all the, all the games and whatnot, but I'm also like, there's a, just way more important things at hand yeah. and I'm not tripping on them, not playing, you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. and look at that. Like they're back playing against what t- today or they play yesterday. Uh, like, yesterday. 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 So yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, all right, man. Appreciate you jumping into that. Like I said, I want to nah, make sure that we're 100%. keeping that top of mind. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, well, let's jump into kind of yourself and, and, you know, we'll, we'll talk about your work and, and kind of how it intertwines with music and, and media and mm-hmm. all those good things. Right. But, uh, but let's start at the top too. I mean, you and I, we, uh, we were neighbors, uh, yes. up in Harlem for a while and, <laughs> um, yeah. And we got some other mutual friends outside of that too. Yeah. Um, we've done a little bit of work together. But uh, yeah, for those that don't know, tell us a little bit of the backstory. You're from Queens originally, yes. but, but yeah, tell, tell us a little bit of everything. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm from Far Rockaway, Queens, you know, also known as the sixth borough to some people in the city, you know, because we're so far out, you know what I'm saying? Last stop on the A train, like, oh, yeah. that's just where I was born yeah. and raised. Well, uh, you the know beaches, man, the beaches. Yeah, the beaches is great. I mean, even now, like, I think a lot of people are moving out there again, too, like, just for the waves and whatnot. You see a lot of surfers now getting off at stops that you yep. never saw people get off at before. So, I mean, I mean, that's, that's been very interesting. Um, but yeah, I was like, you know, born and raised there to, you know, immigrant pa- parents from Haiti. Um, I'm like the last of like six siblings. So like I was like oh. the baby growing up. So yeah, um, that was very interesting. I feel that's probably why I'm very like uh, social and very like able to like share space with people because I'm just like, yeah, I grew <laughs> up with like so many, so many people. So like people, <laughs> yeah. people are definitely like a whole true, um, I, I hold people close to me, you know? Um, I got into photography like a few years after graduating from college. I went to St. John's University for TV and film. Nice. Um, and then I got into photography, kind of stumbled into it. I got a, like a DSLR camera to shoot like video for. And then I was like, hey, I can shoot photos with this. Let me just pick up photos. So I'm pretty much self-taught in photography, you know. Um, and then from photography, I did that. Um, I got into photography full-time around 2013. Um, I was let go from a, a job that I was working. And so I was just like, you know what? It's time for me to just do this full time, like figure it out. Yeah. It's like one of those figure it out moments. I had like a, yep. an epiphany around that time. And I'm just like, listen, nothing that you want in life is going to come easy. And sometimes you actually have to downgrade in order to upgrade. And so like, you know, I went from having, a, you know, a salary every year to like not knowing when my next payment was going to come this. in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like to chase and have to chase people, clients for like bread and whatnot. And I was just doing the hustle, you know? Um, you know, eventually, like, things started to pick up. Social social media was a big proponent, you know, my career as well, um, along with, with people along the way who helped support me and hired me. And then, you know, I started to get, like, some good, like, brand deals and um, some good clients and kind of build my my uh, my career off of that. So now, seven years, fast forward seven years now that I've been doing this full time, it's uh, it's been really dope. It's been a blessing. And I'm just, like, happy I could just create in order to, like, sustain my life you know what i'm saying yeah. so like that at the very very least is like i consider a, a big success for myself 
Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So just like you mentioned, you've been able to work with, with a ton of big brands, yeah. you know, like Puma, Adidas, mm-hmm. Under Armour, just, just to name a few, but yeah. um, you know, out of every major project that you've worked on, small projects too, you yeah. know, which campaign um, do you think that you've been a part of has, you know, had the greatest impact and, and yeah. why? Well, it's got, I'm glad you brought that up because um, after much thought, like I just knew immediately the first thing that um, I would want to, to to reference was our goodbye summer campaign that we did last summer um by creative uh, house finally offline uh we partnered up with our good friend and creator uh javi who has uh, his company called gusto 35 they make custom 35 millimeter film and then we're also part we're able to partner with adidas as well and to bring out this thing called goodbye summer and we're able to give uh, a thousand rolls of film to people in new york and l.a and so we took their photos of them documenting their summer. We had a full-on photography gallery. We featured uh, six creators, three in LA, three in New York, to, to discuss like how summer influences their creative process. And then we're able to have like these day-in-the-life silhouettes around these people, give the community film to create. And then what we took with all the content is that we created a, a photo gallery at the end of the summer. We did a one at Beyond the Streets in New York, which is like a huge, huge traveling um, uh, art, art, uh, art exhibition. Um, and then we also did like a house party in LA that had all everyone's photos hanging up around this, this dope house in the hills. Um, it was like really one of the most rewarding projects that I've ever worked on because we had so many people who have never taking the photos like seriously and then we have people who were using film for the first time on top of mm-hmm. that you know what i'm saying yeah. it's like you know you and i grew up in a generation like earlier on where we were kids we we had film cameras right yeah. but like you have like a whole generation of people who like film wasn't like they weren't raised with film you know yeah. or or know how to shoot film and now they were all using it and they were capturing some of the most amazing images that i've ever seen as well so i think that was like one of the biggest um campaigns and had the greatest impact for me yeah yeah that, that that's dope man I, I loved seeing you guys do that because just like you said the film piece mm-hmm. and i've actually been thinking about this a lot lately too like the film piece uh as opposed to digital just makes you focus more mm-hmm. on what the subject is exactly. you can't waste that shit you, you can't waste it so many so it it's costs, like so are you gonna like... set it up so you really got to think about what what is mm. the subject? What am I trying to convey? Yes. Um, I think that's a great segue into kind of the next segment of questions yeah. here. We'll just start right here. Like Wait. how important is creating a story with, with, with photos? I mean, I yeah. think, especially for artists that are just starting out, talking about the musical artists for a second too. Yeah. I think they, they may think of it uh, a little passively because they're like, yeah, I just need cool pictures for Instagram. Yeah, for my, mm-hmm. But and, and yeah, you want it to be visually appealing, but tell me a little bit more about like how important it is to create a story with the photos that you're taking. I think it's really important to to create stories around photos. It, it just makes them more meaningful, right? So if you think about the cliche term, right? A photo's worth a thousand words. What are you saying? What are you saying with those thousand words right there? You know what I'm saying? When you take this, when you click the shutter button, you know, you're saying a thousand words right there. Like, what is it that you want to say with this photo? And I think if you take the time to like, really like pause and, and give it some like deep thought that you can actually capture images that will resonate not only with you, but with a whole lot more people. Because I think I look at photography as communicating and um, people who get to um, see your, your photographs are interpreting what you shot and 
they're getting something feedback from it. They're getting like, um, they're absorbing something from it. And you want to make sure what they're absorbing is something that you actually have some thought and intent behind. Uh, yeah, so that's really important. Yeah, because I mean, we live in the world where like photography is almost taken for granted because everyone mm-hmm. has a camera in their pocket mm-hmm. at all times, yeah. right? So people mm-hmm. take people tend to take a lot of bad pictures, right? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of like, you know, amateur photographers, which has its pluses and minuses, right? Because number yeah. one, they get you into, it's like the segue into like you right. learning how to do it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, taking that a step further, you know, how should artists be reviewing their work if they if they do plan to take their own photos? So again, mm-hmm. talking about musical artists, some people, they want to be the creative directors themselves, mm-hmm. they want to take the photos. Right. They, sometimes they want to work with other people, but if they want to take their own photos and creative direct their projects, how do they make sure that they're, you know, putting their best foot forward? How should they be reviewing their work? What are some of the mm-hmm. things that you do when you're kind of yeah. setting yourself up for, um, you know, a, a shoot for a campaign? Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I mean, I'm going to tell you like right now, I'm very like, uh, I'm a, I always used to be a very organized chaos person. You know what I'm saying? Like I, my, my thought process were like literally all jumbled in my head. And then like I had the vision and I knew what I wanted and then I knew how to execute it. Cause I was very like a DIY person, right? I was doing literally everything myself from freelancing work and, and whatnot. And then when I started like working with teams of people, that's when I understood how much it's, how important it is to be able to convey all mm. the shit that's in your head and being able to present it to people who don't live in your head, right? Everyone lives outside of their own place. So like, how am I going to be able to effectively communicate these thoughts and ideas to the people who I'm working with? And so a lot, so from then on, I just learned how to create creative decks, right? And like mood boards and whatnot. So then I would just like really like literally write out my thought process and be like, listen, this is what I'm thinking about here. This, 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 and this, these are the images that I've come across through my research that I feel can convey this message and these feels and whatnot, whether it's lighting, whether it's composition, whether it's backgrounds, like I'm taking all of these things into consideration out loud, right? Like, so they're already in my head, you know, but how do I put it down and, and communicate it to people? And that's kind of what my thought process was. So like, I'm really like breaking the final product that I have in my head down, down to the, the smallest inkling so that people can see steps one through 10 and know like the progression and know what I want to get at the end of the day. Yeah. I think that's, that's super important too, because mm-hmm. you're going to have to work with other people. Yeah. That's just like a, a, any artist, you right. can start to do some of the stuff yourself, but especially if you want to scale. Right. There's, mm-hmm. there's somebody that's going to, and especially if you are working on music too, if like mm-hmm. music is your focal point, 100%. you want to be involved in the arts, like there's going to be a better, lighting person than you mm-hmm. there's going to be a better you know uh camera operator right. than you yep. all those things and so you need to know how to like articulate your thoughts to mm-hmm. to, to guide it. you can still lead it but like you need to exactly um, you need to bring other people in because eventually yeah. um you can't do everything yourself you can't do everything yourself um, yeah and, and i think just like you said breaking down the decks that's something that a lot of young people don't necessarily know and and no. i think that's such a great piece of advice it's like a, mm-hmm. in a deck for anybody that's that's wondering what that term is mm-hmm. uh you know it, it's just a straight up like google slides presentation like mm-hmm. what images do you want to use what yeah. are you trying right powerpoint what are you mm-hmm. trying to convey um and and so that way again you're articulating your thoughts so other people can jump in and provide feedback exactly. and and i think it helps the you yourself too just like you mentioned, you put your thoughts down you kind mm-hmm. of see like oh shit does this make sense or is this whack yes exactly and that's another thing that i'm glad you brought that up because like i mean even before 
I mean, even after after I made the, these decks to communicate with other people, like if I have a personal project now that I'm gonna do execute myself, I still make one. Like, it, right, and I feel right. like it helps it helps my process because then I get to organize all the the craziness that's inside my head. I'm organizing it all like step by step, and then I find like I'm able to attack the project more efficiently, more strategically, um, and it, I I feel like the overall end product is way better. Yeah, you're saving time, yep. money, and mm-hmm. you're making the product better. Exactly. It's like all those things. In yeah. One. It's just it taking just a little a, bit of time. Just yeah, a little, bit, a little of time bit of time in the beginning. In the beginning. Yep. Because yeah. if you which don't, is, you're just going to... Which, funny enough, when I went to school for TV and film, I was learning about, you know, doing pre-production, production, and then yeah, post. Yeah. You know, that was always the system, but my ass, I was like very much like, <laughs> I'm super like production, like, just go. Let's go shoot it. Let's go, 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 go. And then, you know... <laughs> Like after like knowing how to have more things on my plate, I'm like, all right, I can't just go straight into production half-assed and just like just going off of what's in my head. I could be I could be way more um, tactical and impactful with what I'm trying to do if I just take those two seconds out in the beginning yep. of a project and really like uh, plan it out and map it out. Yep, it's almost just like you said before, like you know, kind of downgrading to upgrade. Yes. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you're up here and you have this energy. Well, you got to take just a step back. Get down a little bit. Time. Yep. Yeah. And then you can come back and then you can fill in those gaps. Like, what am I good at? What am I not good at? Who do I need right. to bring into this project? Can I do this on my own? Can I afford it on my own? All those questions will pop up if you start to write it all out. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So um, now I kind of want to talk about for a second, um, just if you, if someone, if like a musical artist wants to take on, uh, being their own, you know, photographer and doing a lot of their work themselves and, and just kind of getting a little nitty gritty for a second. But like, what, what sort of apps uh, on, you know, a phone would you recommend that like people that are just coming up uh, to use like anything for editing, you know, what, if they want to purchase a camera, what's a great starter mm-hmm. kit. Mm-hmm. Um, if they do want to go like the professional software route and yeah. something on their computer, like what, what are the best, um, you know, pieces of software they can use? Kind of mm-hmm. break down some of those nitty gritty things that, um, you know, a photographer would need. Okay, word. So, like, I mean, if you're coming into this out the gate, not knowing anything and starting with anything, I would just say if you have your phone with a camera, start out with that. You know, uh, back when I was still starting, for like, you know, doing photography, but more so in the beginning of my career, um, Oftentimes we would have like meetups and whatnot of, of other photographers from all different places. And you'd be surprised. A lot of those shooters that you followed on the Instagram, so their accounts, they were, a lot of them were shooting with their iPhone. Like they weren't your uh, quote unquote technical photographer. They didn't know like shutter speed or any other stuff like that, but they, were, they could compose an image that was like so amazing. And they did it straight up with the iPhone. And now since over the past 10 years, the iPhone is so crazy right now that like, you literally take some of the most striking images with your camera phone. So I would definitely say start out with that and just learn like stuff like composition, um, even with like using the editing software on your phone, like knowing how to adjust like exposure, uh, contrast, just those basic ones first. And then we could upgrade to like what the next set of tools could be, you know? Cause I feel as though like, as long as you master those things that come from within, like your eye and knowing what you like, I think you could put anything in your hands and then you're going to create some gold with it. Right, so right, right. If you're coming that, out the gate, I would point. definitely start with it. Yeah. That's a good point. So yeah, like the, mm-hmm. the I guess the best, uh, the best way forward to the, there would be like, use your phone and then just mm-hmm. Google like 
composition like how to set up or how to what is yeah. exposure what does that mm -hmm. mean so they can right. kind of get a little bit of insight into exactly each one and, of that, and i think it's also and then fucking around with it yeah yeah and i also think a point thing for people is to understand uh what it is they want to shoot like what is that they really enjoy shooting you know like mm. because photography is like a broad 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 spectrum of of topics subjects styles so like find out what it is that you enjoy first and then you can like just kind of focus on it whether it's like now you know who know what person to study you know mm. like what 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 old photographers and styles that you can study and, and learn from and then you can actually like target more so what towards your goal is and even if you're somebody like me, who's like, I like all types of different kinds of photography, then you can know like, okay, I'm gonna study for, for fashion, I'm gonna study these people for lifestyle, yep. I'm gonna study for these people. If I wanna do street, I know I wanna study this guy. And, um, but I just, you need to just really like know and identify what it is that you, that you want and what you love and, and what you genuinely want to shoot. Um, so so gonna, true yeah. that. And I was gonna say, I think that goes right back to what we were talking about, like the mm -hmm. stories of that. And then it goes back exactly. to like, you're, if you are a musical artist, like the music you're creating, like what are you saying in your yeah. music? How can you mm -hmm. pull those themes out mm -hmm. to to put an image up and, and also convey that? Because right. somebody maybe that's the way that somebody becomes a fan. I, I remember mm -hmm. like during the blog era, a big thing was like, okay, what's the album artwork like? Yeah. This image that I'm looking at, like mm -hmm. I'm gonna, and I think that, thought process has just evolved over time over the internet now that instagram is such a big thing like mm -hmm. yes we want to see the cool image and that's got to make sense and that's got to catch our eye but then what the fuck does that mean is what what's going to keep me that's that's what's going to like really get mm -hmm. me to like then go to apple music and find that artist and then exactly i feel like the, consu then, the consumer is now especially the and I mean, when I say consumer, I don't necessarily just mean somebody who's going to buy a product, but people who are buying into your lifestyle or your social yeah. or whatever like that, they're, they're way more smarter. They're way more educated. They want something more robust. They're not just looking for surface level stuff anymore. So it's like, you really have to, um, if you're going to put out a song with some visuals and stuff like that, like it really just can't be the most, it can be, it could look quote unquote basic, but if it has something deeper behind it, then people will, will resonate with it and people will stick with it. And the same thing goes with music and with photography. I often, yeah. I often uh, compare the two a lot of times in like the thought process and the creation process. And um, a lot of things that I've learned just by like shooting music or being around music, I actually take and I practice and I put into photography. Yeah. Yeah. They're so close. Mm -hmm. They're so close. And, and that's, again, one of the other reasons I wanted to have you on is like, mm -hmm. it, it just makes so much sense. These things are just married. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, and oh, and this is like, just so I don't just say like for people yeah. just to use their phone and edit on their phone app, if you really want like some actual, like, like photos, if you have, you have the budget to go out and go out and shoot and buy a camera or whatnot, I would definitely look at um, some, like some Sony cameras, the a the their 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 a series their their a uh their sony is the a3000 like those like small point and shoot cameras are yeah, really, yeah. really powerful and like you don't have to worry about carrying a big ass dslr everywhere you go especially if you're like mm -hmm. just trying to be if you're a hobbyist looking to get into pro like i would definitely look at those um when it comes to um actual dslr stuff i would definitely look at their A7, Sony has an A7 um, stuff. Fujifilm also has like the, the X-T100. They're like, um, that one is a crop sensor, uh, but it's still really good. And also when it comes to editing photos software wise, I mean, like, I feel like most people's entry level into editing software is usually like through, through Lightroom. 
uh, Adobe Lightroom. And you can get that if you get the Creative Cloud. It's like, it's like a monthly subscription, but um, you could get that. Or it's so like 10 bucks a month or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it has like damn near like all the tools that you can really need when it comes to like post-processing. So I right. definitely look into Adobe Lightroom. And if you, if you're, even if you don't want to commit to that, um, the, they have a mobile version that you can, that you can download on your phone and edit on. And I use it Perfect. all the time. There you go. So there you go. That's, like, yeah. Super convenient. That. Yeah, it's yeah. good. It's good money. Absolutely work. Well, uh, just a couple, couple quick questions here before, mm-hmm. before you get out, but, uh, any sort of trends that you're seeing in photography, um, mm-hmm. you know, coming out, um, yeah. I know, um, black and white, you know, kind of the monochromatic stuff is always, mm-hmm. you know, it ebbs and flows. Yeah, it's classic. Exactly. It's classic. So I know a lot of people are rocking that. Any, anything else that, um, um you think is really standing out to you? And I know I this is a super right now, vague question too, by the way. Yeah, no, I'm gonna, I, I definitely <laughs> feel as though as far as like trends go, and I, and I think it's a great trend actually, is that you're seeing um, more black faces as the subjects in mm-hmm. photography. Yeah. You know, um, right now, a lot of like black photographers are getting a lot more recognition now, which I think is really great. And, you know, you know a lot of these uh i guess mostly in fashion as well like you, you don't see that many black faces when it comes to like editorial and whatnot and like, you're seeing more and more of that come up to the forefront and i think that's really really amazing um as well as just black stock photography like you would be surprised at how like rare it is to find like stock photography to use for like use for a creative deck right like okay i want to show like a family playing soccer and whatnot and then you might look online for photos and you can't really find a black family playing soccer like it's not really there but thankfully uh to people like uh joshua kissy who's another photographer based out in new york he has a company called tonal um and they're like a a stock photography site that has that shows a lot of like black face and black companies and whatnot so it's really really dope and i'm glad that there's more people you know just capturing that stuff wow that's so ill yeah so oh it's amazing and something for again for like artists um that are out there looking to do they're going to create their own stuff it's a great resource great inspiration tool exactly and, and like if you you do need some album artwork and you're not shooting stuff like definitely check those guys out resources. You know I mean? yeah it's yeah. a good resource that's amazing that's mm-hmm. amazing um cool man so got, got a couple of uh you know i like to call this the plugging session all right uh, but yeah man so so what are you working on that you're super excited about where can people contact you and oh, then man. i have my I got my final Jesus and Mero question too. Okay. What would the name of, of your personal playlist be? Okay, word. I guess for, so for the plug moment, I just want to plug Finally Offline, which is our, you know, creative collective. Um, we're, we're just like a big ass think tank, honestly. We just come up with ideas. We generate ideas for tons of different people. Um, we, we do strategy, execution, the whole nine, right? Um, so plug them up. And we're working with a ton of different um, uh, companies right now which I can't really divulge too much into just now, but just be on the lookout that we're going to be dropping something really, really amazing um, very, very soon. Um, we're also working on a merch line as well, uh, like a, a golf-influenced uh, merch line. Uh, oh, yeah. So I, I definitely want to put that out there on people's radar. Um, as far as like my personal playlist, I would definitely, I actually have a playlist that I actually started. Funny yeah, enough. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so I started this playlist called Lightroom and Chill. It's like a playlist that I have on, on Spotify yeah. right now. And I just, I update it weekly um, every Sunday. And I just have like a list of tracks that I've been listening to that, that, that week that 
I've been creating to, you know, whether I'm like yeah. editing or I'm shooting to, or, you know, just like I'll go for a creative walk and then I'll just be listening to these songs. So I decided yeah. to just share them with people so they can just check out. So if you want to Yo. just check out Lightroom and Chill. Yeah. Spotify, it, should be tight. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope, man. And, yeah. and where can people find you on, uh, on Instagram as well? Oh, yeah. Uh, my Instagram, pretty much all my socials are like visuals by Pierre, uh, fully spelled out. Um, yeah, so you can just find me on there. I'm on Instagram. I'm on most of the most of the social platforms. There you yeah. go. So yeah, I'll, I'll be there. All right, man. Well, hey, I appreciate the time once again. Glad we could make this happen. Nah, likewise, yeah, man. This super, is fun. Super insightful talk, man. Nah, I'm glad. And if anybody out there interested in photography and needs advice or anything, I'm a DM away. Like I literally respond to like almost yeah, all my and- DMs. And yeah, seriously, I mean, that's originally how we got up too. Like, yeah. I, I remember you posted a picture that was like mm-hmm. on my block and I was like, yeah. hey man, what's up? Been a fan for a minute. Right. So you're like, on my block. You want to grab a beer at the spot? Yeah. And like, I was like, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's go. do it. Exactly. Like, and then we it really is that simple. Of, it really is. And then we ended up knowing a bunch of the same people. And we're like, exactly. Oh, shit. So, exactly. Small world, small nah, world. But, uh, it but yeah, man. Uh, glad to hear things are going well. Glad to hear you're safe. Likewise, uh, so likewise. Still treating you well. It's it's as normal as it can be. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, man, appreciate the time. Likewise, man. Give kisses to the whole family for me. And uh, I hope to see you next time you come down to the city. Absolutely, man. I mean, you could be my first call. Like, yeah, let's get up. Get <laughs> Facts. Shit. All right, let's get it. <laughs> All right, man. All right, Murph. Appreciate you. Peace. All right, man. Thanks. Peace.